Welcome to this episode of the podcast, Guess What You're Gonna Hate? I'm Janine. And I'm Daryl. And this is a podcast about exposing someone to the grinchiest and sometimes jolliest, but mostly grinchy, pop culture of the 2000s. This is the beginning of a special 12-part series of Christmas kind of related episodes. Christmas adjacent. Christmas adjacent, only in that we have modeled them after the 12 days of Christmas. And we are calling them the 12 days of Trashmas. Trashmas, because hashtag trash content always. Joining me for the first episode of this holiday series is my husband, Daryl. Hi, everybody. He has no podcast to plug except for my own. He is a patron, so if you have not joined our Patreon, please. Find us at patreon.com slash hatepodcast and choose a tier to support us from. Thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters, especially Kim, Kate's mom. Hi, Kim. Kate will be joining us for the other episodes, but it's our anniversary, our fifth wedding anniversary. So we thought it would be fun to celebrate with a special holiday episode. Indeed. Kate and I created a 12 Days of Christmas parody song that we're very excited about. And the first day of trashmas as it were well we're gonna have to sing it are you ready we're going to have to okay on the first day of trashmas my podcast gave to me an ogre with a donkey hey this is great we survived y2k i can't wait for the pop culture headed my way it's the very worst i'm just saying paris hilton deserves better also the best shrek won an oscar Pop culture of the 2000s. It's guess what you're gonna hate with Janine and Kate. Bram, 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 bram. We are talking about Shrek the Halls, a 2007 Shrek themed comedy Christmas special from ABC. It is, you know, it's a little tiny, cute little Christmas story. What was it, like 25 minutes? It was 20 minutes, which I noticed because it means they were able to just pack that full to the gills with commercials. Yeah, well, I mean, it is Christmas, and what's Christmas without commercials? That is true. So it's a pretty simple Christmas story, but I feel like it's... I kind of liked it. Like, it was cute. It followed, like, the Shrek characters. like The Shrek canon, if you will. Yeah, I mean, like, it takes place, I guess, between... um, Which movie did they have the babies in? It says the third one and the fourth one. Okay, so it's in between the third and the fourth. They had a fourth Shrek? Yes, it did not do very well. The second one was with the fairy godmother. And yeah, I remember that one. That looks like, uh, what's his name from Game of Thrones? Yeah. And then the third one, they had the babies, and they used the song, uh, the Led Zeppelin song, the uh, immigrant song. Oh, yes. yeah, from the princesses. I yes. remember that one, but I, I have no memory That's of the That's the only thing one. I remember that happened. Yeah, well, this is a cute little, like, basically it's Shrek's first Christmas. He's never celebrated Christmas before. And Fiona, who was a human previously, but is now a, an ogre princess, mm-hmm. uh, she is excited to celebrate Christmas with their little family of their three little adorable, gross, farting ogre babies. As opposed to gross, farting human babies. Yeah, I mean, you take what you can get. They're cute. They're green. You take what comes out of you. <laughs> and, you know, they love to go in mud. They do. So, basically, Eddie Murphy's donkey, the donkey, mm-hmm. I... His name is just Donkey, right? His name is Donkey. Donkey. Okay, but like, imagine if your name was just human. Sure. You'd be fine with just being called human? I mean, it would really cut down on uh, confusion. People would always know how to spell my name. Yeah, but what if it was like Hugh Man? H-U-G-H-M-A-N-N. Hugh Man. Hugh Man. Yeah, maybe Donkey. Maybe it's not Donkey. Maybe it's like... D-O-N. Don. Key. 
Don Key. His name is Don. And that, mm. that's what's really annoying is that nobody knows that it's a full name. Mm. They just call him Donkey. It's yes. kind of racist, actually. Mm. Like, yeah. Low-key, yes. Yeah, low-key racist. Well, basically, Donkey is excited about Christmas all the way in the summertime. It opens up with the babies, like, sunning and playing in the mud it's in the summertime. before Christmas. Yeah, and he's already plugging Christmas, which is just like ABC. You know, he's basically the little... The little puppet saying, it's Christmas soon. It's Christmas. Remember to buy presents. Mm. And uh, yeah, so Shrek has no clue what to do about Christmas. And he thinks that his family doesn't care. But when Donkey comes by to spread Christmas cheer, I think on Christmas Eve, uh, Fiona says, oh, I'm so excited. Are you planning something for us? So Shrek, I guess, hikes it to the closest village. And it's actually my favorite part of the whole episode because uh, he goes to the Christmas village, goes to like a little bookstore and she's like, Oh, we're closed. And he goes, oh, but I don't know anything about Christmas. She's like, Oh, that's different. Let me, let me tell you about Christmas. Gives him a book. It's like the, the village idiots guide. Yes. Like the idiots guide to things. Yeah. Pretty clever, you know, and kind of says like, here are all the things you need for a perfect Christmas. What yeah. is it? Like decorating the house, getting the presents and telling the Christmas story, the Christmas story, you know, so very, appropriate for a Christmas story starring Shrek characters. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's just fun. I think my favorite part is because when he leaves the store, there's just a bunch of people like running by like, I forgot the eggnog. What's that one line they said that was like a throwback to... Oh, uh, sweet potatoes are nothing without marshmallows. Yeah, okay, yeah, because so when Sh uh, Donkey came by earlier, he was like, you gotta have sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows, of course. And then this person runs by like, I forgot the marshmallows. Sweet potato casserole is nothing without marshmallows. Which is a handy callback to his character, you know, being very food-centric as he was in the previous <laughs> installments of the franchise. You think that's a callback? Well, mm -hmm. later on in the story, Donkey has a, I guess, like, fantasy fever dream. Mm. I would I mean like he's telling a story, but he gets lost in the fantasy and it includes a Santa Claus made of waffles. Eddie Murphy gets to sing in this sequence, which America told him very much not to do after the eighties. <laughs> and yet he does it again. He gets to do it again. <laughs> yeah. So basically uh, the whole, all, all of like the Shrek village cast, like all of the, I guess, fairy tale creatures that showed up in the first movie to like, camp out in his swamp. They come back because they're his family now and they want to t teach him how to celebrate Christmas. But he gets angry because, like, rightfully so, though. Like, yes, they put up cute little Christmas decorations, but they kick him out of his house. Well, first he puts up his own gross Christmas decorations. Which are kind of cute in their own way. Yeah, and it keeps with the franchise because the future movies, the first movie is about all about how he's gross. He does all this weird stuff and that makes him a scary figure. And they kind of call back to that, showing him doing all that gross stuff that he was before with the twist of the Christmas ornaments and things. So it kind of makes sense in that way because you get to see what he's like and what he's doing at that time. And it's true to his character and Fiona's into it and uh, she nasty. And, <laughs> and so it makes sense and it stays true to his character. I thought it was pretty cute overall. I enjoyed it. I think, but like you said, like he puts up his own decorations. Mm. He he goes all around. He gets snuggled up with his family, ready to tell the Christmas story as the village idiots guy told him was mm. necessary for the perfect Indeed. Christmas. And then his fam, his fam, his friends, his crew, they crash, and they bring tidings of good of tidings of. A, good joy. Yeah, no. they bring tidies of... Good cheer. Good cheer. Tidings of good joy cheer. Mm. And they also bring food and all that stuff, but they do kick him out of the house. And then, of course, Donkey's dragon wife and their mutant children 
come by as well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the dragon like lights up the fire, but burns their dinner. So he has some reasons to get teed off, really. But he kicks them all out. And then Fiona bundles up the kids and heads out because she's like, you kicked our family out on Christmas. What is wrong with you? And he just wanted to be a good dad. So he's pretty conflicted. But she goes out to go find the friends that he kicked out. And Donkey says, oh, I was just here because I overheard him talking about how he wanted to have a good family Christmas. So I decided to come help too. And Fiona realizes that all this came from a good place in Shrek's heart. So she returns home and Shrek admits it's his, it's his first Christmas ever. Actually, he catches them on the road. He circles around to cut them off because they have the uh, sort of resolution of the conflict on the road. And he has a very charming sort of sequence where he struggles to apologize for what he's doing and does it in a very uh, sort of blaming everybody kind of way, but in not like a uh, not a way that reflects poorly on him. It's true to his character again, which the writing is is fine. It's good. Yeah, I mean, overall for a Christmas special, I thought it was pretty cute. Like, I really, really enjoyed the Puss in Boots segment. Yes where he tells his own version of the Christmas story, because a couple people tell the version of the Christmas story. There's Donkey, of course, who tells his food-centric version. And uh, Puss in Boots tells a very a tale of a very suave Santa, a Santa Claus, mm. emphasis on the claw. And then the gingerbread man tells a horror retelling of Santa, which is hilarious. And it's definitely a callback to all like the classic horror movie tropes of... Is it a horror movie or like it's a... It's a urban legend, the hook with the hand on the... It sounds very strange if you explain that he's sitting, But it's definitely also like, you know, yeah. Planet 51. You remember the Planet 51 movie? They have a similar opening sequence. They do. With the two people in a car and one guy, like the guy like pranks the girlfriend and then a real monster shows up. That's That must be like a common trope. You it must have come from a movie. You cannot uh, bring too much Planet 51 into this episode because you might be infringing on a later episode. Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, I assume it's like a classic trope of, you know, necking in a car and then mm. a real monster shows up. And the monster is Santa Claus. And it's honestly a little terrifying because mm. it like roars like a Tyrannosaurus Rex and then eats his girlfriend. Yes. And when the others accuse him of that not happening, he goes, you weren't there. And that also is rounded out nicely because when all the friends and family are relaxing in the swamp, they see Santa go by ho-ho-hoing as a silhouette crosses the moon and the gingerbread man screams and runs back into the house. So overall, a pretty cute, tidy little story. Yeah, I mean, all the jokes have pretty good callbacks. And all the characters feel like they were written as they were in the films. And mm. all the vocal actors come back, which we were trying to figure out if it was really Eddie Murphy. But he does do it. And he does he does his donkey thing. So it works just fine. Uh, sl- slotted in next to Rudolph and all that and all his friends. <laughs> it would be just fine to have on for something that they knew would probably just be on in the background of a uh, bunch of people sitting around a television and arguing about things, it works. They put in enough effort to make it work. You know, for a Christmas special, one that didn't, I assume it didn't have the budget of a full movie. The animation was pretty smooth. Yeah. It looks like a Shrek project. It looks like it was straight out of the Shrek movie. So like, you know, there's the, all the animations perfectly fine. The colors are fine. I think it's a pretty cute little special, all things considered. So definitely look it up. I hope they put it on streaming somewhere like, legal because we watched it on a on a youtube channel where a guy was (laughs) uploading videos for his children which is 
Its channel was videos for my niece and nephew, which is very nice, unless that's code for something awful. Yeah, I'm, I'm choosing to believe it's a Christmas miracle, yes. and it was beautiful. A trash miss miracle. Indeed. Which, I mean, you have to think about this. This is, when they make these projects now, these are made for a streaming service or for a DVD extra. And this was made for television. So they put so much effort into it when there was no assurance that it would be seen again, really. Well, I think it's also because they knew they could jam-pack as many commercials to make up for the money. Yeah. You know, sell that hashtag ad space. Indeed. Well, that was a fun little episode. I had fun. I had fun. Daryl, you did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's been this episode of Guess What You're Gonna Hate. Look out for 11 more episodes, and we are excited to share them all with you up until and on... Christmas Day. So much trash coming into your mailbox. Yeah, so much trash. You're going to go to your mailbox and be like, ugh, what's that stink? Much like a character in a Shrek movie would. (laughs) Well, it looks like uh, your favorite trash content producers are back at it again. You can find us on Facebook at Guess We Were Gonna Hate. We have a group and a page. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Hate Podcast. On our website, hatepodcast.com. And on Patreon, Patreon.com slash hate podcast. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. Ken, Daryl. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, Daryl. How do you feel about being a patron? Is it rewarding? Um, let's see. I got my stickers, but you have about 85,000 stickers around the house. So I have access to as many stickers as I want. <laughs> so y'all can get as many stickers as you want. Yeah, you know, as long as you pay money to be our fans, which like... Mm. You get what you get. Uh, Trisha, our friend. Hi, Trisha. And Paul Ryberg, who also made the amazing theme song. Thank you so much, Paul. You can find his podcast, Plug In Missing and The Minute Pod. I think that's all we plug, right? I Anything think so. Else? Yeah? I can't think of anything. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, you know, what, do you have any, any swamp wisdom to impart? Uh, what about swamp crime? Swamp crime. Wow, yes. we're bringing us. I didn't even think about crimes. Yes. Okay, wait, this is a holiday mm-hmm. episode. How about we have your perfect Shrek-themed present? Shrek-themed present. Um, a bucket of mud. Uh, earwax candle. Earwax candle. Nice throwback to the beginning opening sequence of the first Shrek movie. Indeed, indeed. Also, shout out to Shrek for helping me choose the right year in a trivia game, because it was the same year that Shrek 2 came out, which was 2004. But no one believed me in 2003 instead, and they were wrong. Uh, to be clear, Shrek did not come out in 2004. You used it as a sort of a... a, a well, a Shrek point. 2. This was The the question was the yes, year Shrek, Shrek 2, 2 came out. Yes. And I was I know that Shrek won an Oscar. It's in our theme song. And mm-hmm. that was 2000, 2001. So, thank you, Shrek. Thanks, Shrek. You live on in our hearts. Yes. Happy holidays, Happy everybody. Happy holidays, Shrek.